Welcome to the Live 1002 podcast, where simple actions are multiplying into extraordinary impact around the world when we live Luke 10, verse 2. Joining us today is Ryan Rennells from California, who has been leading military and government response teams from the very first outbreaks of COVID in the U.S. to continuing to investigate outbreak sites while sharing the gospel and seeing churches multiply. Join our conversation of the events happening on the news, being encouraged that there are believers right in the midst on the front lines. Several months ago, I was able to convert all our churches from my hometown to an online format. And at first, the thought behind that was, it's going to be really hard to see God working in people's lives when it's all online. And I don't really see these people in person very often. But really, God has still worked through those gatherings, Um, even in the online format, even when I've been gone, deployed, um, doing COVID work over 100 hours a week throughout the state. Um, And I've seen God do so much work in the lives of the people in those churches while I've been away. It's been amazing to watch. More churches have been started, um, oftentimes in an online format, um, by people within the churches that... Uh, got started several months ago online while I've been away. I've been able to join in whenever I'm free with my own schedule to lead the churches uh, from my hometown, but also while I've been away, seeing leaders emerging and taking responsibility for the churches as well and just stepping into the overseer, overseer role more and more while I've been away. So I've seen God almost work more while I've been away than when I've been there. And that's humbling to see because it really shows that the work isn't dependent on me, Um, that the Lord is the one who provides the harvest and that I pray for it and I get to be a part of it. But really it's the Spirit's work to raise up churches and to mature the believers within them. So it's been amazing to get to watch that and to see the churches I started grow and blossom while I've been away. Amen. Ryan, would you share what are some of these things that you've been doing in this current season and your roles? Yeah, so I've been working for the state and I've been a part of the COVID response since COVID hit the United States. I started uh, in March and there were people from the cruise ship who needed to be quarantined. So I worked with the CDC and the state and a bunch of other agencies to quarantine people and to isolate people with COVID. And it was our first experience in the country Um, for the most part, with COVID. So uh, that was a novel experience, trying to figure out this disease in the first place to uh, really get a grip on it. A lot of people were very afraid of it at that point. And um, they, my family told me, like, don't go. We don't want you to go do this. Um, But I signed up with the state months prior to that to respond to emergencies. And I want to be a part of that. And um, I'm not afraid of COVID and I know that God has his hand on uh, me and others with the disease and all throughout the country, um, even in the midst of something that a lot of people fear. Um, So I started the COVID response back in March. And then since then I've been tasked with setting up alternative care sites for the state, um, designing a plan for the state to set up these sites. And then also uh, in the recent months to lead a team of, both military at first with the U.S. Navy and then with civilians as well um, to go and investigate COVID outbreaks in medical facilities and to figure out how we can help prevent the outbreaks from continuing and if needed to, to 
take corrective action um, on facilities in conjunction with public health. Wow, that's incredible, Ryan, uh, the way that God is using you on the front lines and excited to dive into some of those stories, especially as you've been able to share the gospel while working on these front lines of COVID response. But before we go into that, would you share just real quick a little bit of your story? Yeah, so I started following Jesus when I was a junior in high school, and God just gave me a desire to start reading through his word. And before that point, I really didn't want much to do with him. I just kind of went to church and did the the normal Christian thing with, with my family when they did do it. Um, my family at the time, though, was damaged. There was divorce. There was other things going on that made um, just life difficult for me. And I think I was upset at the world a lot of the time back then. And then when I saw the gospel and saw that God wanted to redeem what was broken, and um, it was actually in Jeremiah that it struck me that uh, the potter and the clay analogy where the clay is marred and deserves destruction. And yet God chooses to restore the clay and make it new. And then the gospel that I'd heard before really sunk in at that point. And that Jesus came from heaven to earth, lived a perfect life and died on the cross, took everything I did wrong upon himself to give me his perfection and righteousness and to make me new. And really um, he rose from the grave and that's a real thing. And that changes everything. And, um, that changed my life. Uh, my anger and everything just kind of went away at that point. Um, and I had joy and hope and uh, new life. And, um, I started really absorbing his word, um, trying to learn as much about God as I could. And soon enough, someone started discipling me as well and helping me to follow Jesus. And I wanted to share about him with others. So I started to do the best I could at the time to share the gospel with people, oftentimes through long messages and other things. And then in college, I actually got introduced to a short gospel presentation where I really started to just be amazed by how easy it could be to share the gospel with classmates, with coworkers, with others around me. And I would just share that on the college campus. And throughout that point, God has given me a vision more for discipleship and planning churches and um, just seeing uh, the gospel spread throughout this world and really to see no place left without the gospel in this world um, and to see the Great Commission finished. So good. So as you've been serving in these frontline roles, both with the state as a government and then also with the military, what are opportunities that you've seen and utilized as a believer? Yeah. So whenever I can, I try to share my story with people. I'll share it with the gospel in the middle of it. Um, we call it the one, one, one at times where we, we go through the Jesus coming from heaven to earth and living a perfect life, dying on a cross, rising from the grave, all the elements of the gospel with our story in it. And um, when I do share that, I, I t- ask people, so do you have a story like that? Is Jesus your King? And um, w- when they respond, oftentimes they may not know what to say, but, and they may be confused why I'm asking them that in a work setting, but I, I tell them, like, I want you to have that hope too. Like, this is what changed my life. And then they start to understand. And when I, when I do share that and tell people that I want their lives to be changed too, in the way God changed my life, um, that really starts to be where you see people's wheels turning and the light bulb kind of comes on and, I mean, you just see the spirit at work in people's lives when you share the gospel. And 
it's been exciting to see while I've been out. It's hard to follow up in a setting where you're constantly moving around the, the state and you're working over 100 hours a week. But I mean, I've done my best to be faithful to steward the people that God has given me during this time and also to um, be continuing to lead the churches back home as much as I can. Amen. So what have been some of those stories as you shared the gospel? Yeah, so uh, back when I was setting up Alternative Care Site in San Mateo, uh, I was able to work a lot with National Guard. And um, it really just started when I started asking them if I can pray for them. And then they kind of wondered, like, why is he asking us to pray? Like, that that's a little weird. But then it kind of clicked in, like, or it kind of clicked that they like, this is a time where we need God to work. It's a very difficult time right now with COVID. And like, Brian actually cares about us and wants to pray for us. And um, through that too, the gospel was an easy transition, just sharing how God changed my life and how he can change theirs. And um, sometimes it was when I was working late at night, and I was able to share with some of the, the young enlisted uh, National Guard medics and others. And sometimes when it it was during the day when I was working with some of the, the lead officers and other people. Um, but I mean, it was just all, all the time when I had the opportunity, I really did my best to share. Now sharing the gospel is a scary thing for me. Even at times I wish I had more faith and could just share it with boldness all the time. But um, even took um, some getting over that fear in these settings to do so. Um, and then with the Navy too, when I started to work with the Navy later on throughout this, um, it was a privilege to be able to share with them and to ask them if I could pray for them. And if um, I could share my story with them, there were just moments where we were talking about deep spiritual things where it really transitioned well to share my story. Uh, it seems like when, when there is something that's challenging like COVID um, and people are in the midst of responding to that, they are more open to um, hearing the gospel, which has been fun to see. And I'm, I'm privileged to be able to work with others during this time and not have to stay at home. Uh, but even there, you can share the gospel. But it's just been a privilege to be able to share with others during this time. Is there one or two moments from that time of sharing that really stands out to you? Yeah. Um, I think one time was just night shift with the National Guard, um, being able to just ask them, hey, guys, uh, can I share the story that changed my life? And sharing the gospel with them and asking them, do you have a story like that? And is Jesus your king? And a lot of them saying, no, we don't. Um, And then going into that conversation with them about what hope do you have? And um, I really would love you to have this hope of Jesus, like that he has changed my life and getting to talk about that with them was a joy. And um, although it's none of them wanted to follow Jesus, um, I I did see just a lot of um, joyous conversation, deep conversation behind that and people actually considering giving up everything they had to follow him. So that was, that was a joy to see. And I would hope that they continue to just consider that. A lot of them said they had friends who are followers of Jesus and they could continue to talk with them outside of the deployment setting. So I would hope they continue to consider that once they're home. Then too, at the Navy, we were just getting lunch one day and um, being able to 
uh, share with them about how Jesus changed my life and how I would love him to, to just give them the hope that I have. And they were already talking about some spiritual things and, um, it, a lot of it, I mean, they just didn't have a clear sense of hope in anything it seemed like, and some of them may have, and there were a few believers in the group, but, um, getting to share how Jesus changed my life with them and how he can change theirs. Um, and they responded quite well. They, they said, wow, that's amazing. Like, and they, they wanted to continue to seek out direction. I would call them yellow light, um, which means essentially they are interested, but they don't want to follow Jesus at that moment. So continuing to just talk with them later was a joy as well. And although they never made a decision to follow Jesus, I can keep praying for them and hoping God will eventually lead them to that point. So good. Never know what God might do with the seeds of yeah. Uh, but definitely celebrating the faithfulness and the obedience. Thank you so much for sharing, Ryan. Mm -hmm. So as you've been in these frontline roles, uh, going into places where outbreaks have been happening specifically and problem-solving different aspects, what has been going through your mind as a believer and in the face of this pandemic? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of times people wonder why I don't look afraid around COVID or um, they just, they don't seem to understand the way I react to the virus. And I mean, I do take it seriously and I try to help people prevent outbreaks and to do all I can to preserve life in these different settings. But um, at the same time, I don't react with fear to it. I train people to uh, respond well to the virus. I'll train all the staff in these facilities to uh, have a mindset that doesn't involve fear, but that involves them um, exercising caution and understanding how the virus works and responding appropriately to that. But oftentimes people wonder why I don't react with fear. And the reality is, I mean, I have an eternal perspective. Like even if I were to get the virus and be one of the few cases that does get the serious complications from it, I would be with Jesus forever if I were to die. So it doesn't scare me. And at the beginning, when we weren't sure what the virus would be like and people were really afraid of it back in March, um, I had the same perspective. And I think that sometimes the unknown is really scary, but thankfully we have a known eternity as believers and that can give us hope and um, ultimately can also show the world that um, we just react differently to things and we truly believe that we'll be with Jesus for eternity and that's what matters. And um, that that is a, a testimony to something to the world even that's awesome ryan so as you've been sharing the gospel faithfully in your workplace and all these different situations and current events what's it been like for these churches that you have started and are both facilitating or releasing back home yeah so it's been a joy to see uh, just lives continuing to be changed and uh, people continuing to be more like Christ in the churches back home even when I haven't been able to be there every Sunday morning or every uh, Thursday evening even via Zoom I haven't been able to be there every time because oftentimes I'm out doing work with my teams with the state so um generally I'll be at every other gathering or, or something along those lines. And whenever I am there, it's really a privilege to see that people are taking up leadership roles that 
spiritual gifts are being exercised in new ways because I did step back and that I'm out and um, doing other things that they've had to take up leadership. And um, I, I've seen so many people just exercising their gifts in, in more ways than before because they have to. There's really that leadership gap in a way. So that's been fun to watch. Um, I've watched people start new churches from those churches during the time too. Um, I think part of it is that, I mean, it's not dependent on me for the churches to reproduce and for uh, disciples to be mature, uh, uh, to become more mature. It's, it's really dependent on the Holy Spirit. So I've continued to pray for those people in those churches and for the churches and God has continued to work during the time I've been away. And whenever I can join in, it's such a privilege to see uh, the way he's working in the lives of those people and in the churches and see that they've grown, that the disciples within them have grown and that uh, they've been making disciples and starting new churches and, um, that um, really an online format actually can can work for church too. It's, it's a new territory for us and so different than what we're used to, but um, God can work even through Zoom or through the computer screen. So it's fun to see. Amen. Even though we're only a few months into this, are there observations that you've seen in hindsight of what helped prepare these churches to be able to flourish and even multiply in your absence? We actually switched to the online format before COVID even became a big um, thing in the U.S. before everything was forced to shut down. We were online already because I was out deployed before the nation shut down and also because I'm constantly traveling and a lot of the people in our churches are from other areas of the state. Um, So the online format was what we determined would work best back in December, really. So we, we started that long before the COVID outbreaks came and um, that, that actually has been helpful to, to have churches that are not based on location necessarily, but based on people who want to follow Jesus and um, people who have a similar vision and just to see God at work all over the state within the churches, even before the COVID outbreak started um, was, was a unique thing because uh, before this, I'd really seen church as something that needs to happen more in person. Although I had been a part of online churches in the past as well um, that have been amazing. I always wanted to start in-person churches just because it seemed like I could be more a part of the work God was doing in people's lives. But what I've seen too is as we transitioned over um, that God doesn't work based on location and that um, he can work in people's lives um, even when I'm not nearby and that um, I can be a part of that work even when I'm not nearby. And I think that mindset shift happened back in December, which really prepared us for March when everything had to shut down. So when it, it was really hard for the people in our churches at first to say, okay, let's go online. Let's do this without meeting in person. Um, but when we did shift and when we um, trusted God that he would continue to work through the online format, um, they started to see it too. And that mindset shift actually happened before COVID. And now we can see that essentially like we were prepared for what was 
bound to happen eventually anyway. So we, we were ready to go um, before this happened. And it was really just our trust in God that allowed it to happen but in God's work in our lives. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect and uh, my faith lacks at times and these online churches are still hard for me at times. And, uh, but I mean, just having that little bit of faith that God would continue to work and uh, switching over was, was a joy to see how God has really just uh, blown us away in what he's done. That's great. So Ryan, as we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to share? Well, uh, I would just say it's a privilege being able to do this, Mary. Thank you so much for having me as part of this. And uh, to, to everyone else who's out there um, kind of wondering what will happen with COVID and um, maybe kind of just wondering all that. Um, if I can't give you a clear answer on that, what will exactly happen? Just continue to trust in God and, and not be afraid of a virus. Um, or a pandemic because God has a plan even in the midst of it. And he's using this time um, in ways we, we haven't expected. He will continue to use it for his glory and taste in his return. Just need to continue to follow Jesus in the midst of this time. And it's a privilege being able to follow him alongside others like you guys. And um, just thank you for including me in this, Mary. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for the tireless hours that you and your teams have been putting in in serving on the front lines in this pandemic. Thank you for listening. Resources on having gospel conversations can be found at www.live1002.com slash training. Join us as we live Luke 10 verse 2 until there is no place left. Who is someone that you can share the gospel with this week? If you've enjoyed this podcast, feel free to rate it, leave a comment, subscribe, and share the friend. 